Whether you are looking for a space to host an intimate gathering or a major celebration, the Westmoreland Museum of American Art offers an artful venue for creating a truly amazing and unforgettable event experience. Don't miss the bridal and event showcase at the museum this Sunday, May 21st from 6 to 9 p.m. Meet a variety of vendors, including florists, caterers, bakeries, jewelers, entertainers, and more. To register for this free event, visit thewestmoreland.org. It's January 11th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. I've got four briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, American kids kicked out of their schools, people living in buses. Those are just two of the latest developments stemming from our collapsed southern border. I'll explain those stories, plus why it is likely to get a lot worse. Second, the country of Ecuador is falling into anarchy this morning. I'll share how that will impact you. Third, the country of Poland is on some shaky ground this morning with a shocking raid on that presidential palace in the country. I'll explain what's going on and why we should care. Fourth, some good news coming to us from the AI revolution. A discovery about batteries might point the way to good health. Details shortly. But first, let's get to that top story of the morning. The fallout of America's collapsed southern border continues to reverberate across the nation with two updates for you. We start in the sanctuary state of New York this morning in New York City's borough of Brooklyn. That is where thousands of high school students were thrown out of their school yesterday so that officials could use it to house illegal migrants. The students were forced to attend some online classes, although I should tell you that they didn't have any interaction with their teachers. Instead, they had to download lessons and homework and then submit that stuff after the fact. No interaction with any teachers. Well, this push out of their school, it was done to give priority to illegal migrants who were being housed in some nearby tents in a sports field. New York City was experiencing some very high winds and there was a concern that the tents might collapse or blow over. So officials rounded up the illegals in the middle of the night, put them on buses, and pushed out the high school kids to put in the migrants. Well, that caused notable outrage by parents and some local politicians. But other city officials claimed that they had no other options, that they had to put the illegals somewhere. They were afraid those tents would collapse. Critics pointed out that, well, they could have housed them in places like the mayor's mansion or homes of sanctuary Democrats. But according to the New York Times, city officials did not consider either of those ideas. As of this recording, the illegal migrants have apparently been sent back to the tents. The wind has calmed down as of now, it appears, although more on that in a second. But what has not calmed down is the anger of moms and dads in Brooklyn who believe that the illegal migrants were being prioritized over their kids. Meanwhile, the illegals, they are angry too. As one Venezuelan uh, illegal said, quote, we don't have clothes, we don't have food, I don't have a job. We're worried about this storm. It is truly a horrible situation, end quote. For what it's worth, the White House was asked about this latest migrant saga in the Empire State with the spokesman, Corinne Jean-Pierre, saying, quote, that is something that New York City needs to answer to, end quote. Meanwhile, in Chicago this morning, hundreds of migrants have been pushed into area buses, sleeping on that uh, community's mass transit system as winter storms hit the windy city. 
Over 14,000 are in temporary shelters this morning, but with thousands more arriving each week from places like Texas and beyond, Chicago was simply out of room. So off to the buses, they go. About 600 illegals were put on buses over the past few days, with hundreds more packed into local airport terminals. Chicago is also sending illegals back to police stations, which were just emptied out of these migrants. But now they're back, and they're sleeping on the floors in various precinct headquarters. The problem in both cities is expected to get worse for a couple of reasons. First, officials in both New York and Chicago passed rules over the past number of weeks that promised to throw out migrants from hotels or other facilities after they have been in those for about 60 days. That is because the cities want to make room for new migrants, new illegals, new arrivals. But with winter weather arriving, it is unclear whether they can enforce these rules. Migrant activists say that no, they cannot legally. And that is why the newest arriving legals could be out in the cold literally. Which takes us to the second reason that this is likely to get worse, and that is the weather. A polar vortex is slated to descend from Canada into this country, into the central, southern, and eastern parts of the United States, and that would include both New York and Chicago. That will, by the way, land later today and last throughout the weekend, at least according to meteorologists. They're calling this a bomb cyclone, up to two feet of snow in some places, plus Ice, wind, isolated tornadoes, and some thunderstorms. By the way, the rest of January is predicted to bring more of the same because, well, winter. So uh, just uh, some quick side advice for you folks. You might want to check your car batteries and antifreeze levels at some point today. It's going to get nasty. Finally, and speaking of nasty, the fight over the collapsed border and what to do about it is getting pretty nasty. It's bogged down the fight in Washington, D.C., NBC News reports that negotiations in the Senate have come to a standstill over a couple of key issues. First, Republicans in D.C. want the Biden White House to order more illegals to be deported. Democrats, though, are refusing, saying that that is inhumane. Second, Republicans want to restrict the White House's use of something called humanitarian parole. We discussed this back on December 18th, in case case you missed uh, that brief. But in short, the Biden administration has used this to admit tens of thousands of illegals per month for many months now. And that is why Republicans want to restrict Mr. Biden's ability to keep doing that. However, Democrats are refusing. They actually think that Biden should increase these levels, whether that be because he simply chooses to do so for whatever reason, or there is another humanitarian crisis somewhere in the world like the Gaza Strip. So those are the latest facts and data on this migrant crisis or invasion, as a majority of Americans call it. Let me pivot briefly now to my analysis and opinion with three key takeaways. First, we all saw this coming. Everyone did, Republicans and Democrats alike. We have all been watching as millions of illegals with nowhere to go, no money, terribly sick in some cases, have been bounced around this country with, well, various taxpayer-funded flights, buses, and they have all needed housing, especially as the wintertime has set in. Well, now this problem has gone from bad to worse. And that is ultimately the fault of the federal government, ladies and gentlemen. It is the White House's job to defend the border of this country. And quite simply, the data show Mr. Biden is failing to do that. So that is where the buck stops. 
especially if migrants start to freeze to death this winter. It is the White House that is going to have to answer some very serious questions that indeed blood will be on their hands. They are going to have to respond to those allegations, and rightfully so. Second, I am growing concerned about where all of these illegals are going to be housed. So here's why. We can now say with high confidence that this migrant invasion will not end anytime soon. There are too many powerful interests that want this to continue. That is something that we have discussed for months now. So that means that more illegal migrants will need more services and simply a place to lay their heads. Okay, well, where exactly will that be? Well, apparently schools, for starters. And that means that in some places that the learning of our children will be degraded, just as it was during the COVID crisis when a virus threw our kids out of their schools. But now... It's the White House and sanctuary cities and illegal migrants who are doing the evictions. But here's the question. When the schools get full, and they will, city-dependent, what then? Well, the answer will depend on the state, the country, or the city, as you would imagine, sanctuary or otherwise. But here is my prediction. There are going to be calls for people to take migrants into their homes. And that call will get very loud against city-dependent if we have a very nasty winter. So let's see if that prediction proves to be true. Third, on December 29th, we talked about the future of America. I framed it as any intel officer would. We explored the indicators of either stability or instability in this country. And what's clear is that this migrant crisis or invasion is pushing hard on the scale of instability. With millions more illegals on the way, that instability is going to get more intense over the next year. And part of that is because, as NBC News is correctly reporting, Democrats do not want to uh, deport these illegals. In fact, they want the ability to bring in more with this humanitarian parole. So absent uh, Republican governors stepping in with their National Guards to seal up the border, which, as I've said before, would provoke, uh, provoke a constitutional crisis. Well, folks, hold your hats because we've got some more darkness to go through before hopefully we get to the dawn. With that, we turn to our second report of the morning with news that is connected to the first. The country of Ecuador is descending into anarchy this morning with the president there declaring that he is at war with his country's cartels and gang members. President Daniel Noboa announced a state of emergency on Monday, imposing an overnight curfew and calling on his military to take over the country's prisons and patrol the streets. For folks unaware, Ecuador has been on a many years-long descent into lawlessness as organized crime has taken control of a number of cities, but especially one, a key port city, that they then use to ship drugs from, well, mostly Peru and Colombia to places all around the world. And they're able to do that, folks, even when these drug lords are thrown into prison. In fact, one major drug lord actually has a suite in his prison, along with a pet rooster. Others organize and direct hitmen to keep tabs on their drug businesses and keep uh, tabs on some corrupt judges, keep them on their side. And that is why this president, uh, President Noboa, was elected back in November to just fix that absolute madness. And part of his plan to fix it was to design and build new prisons that he and his government could better control. And those would include prisons that are located on barges. Those would then be sent out to sea. And it is that idea, amongst others, that has made these criminal drug bosses in their very cushy prisons very angry. 
Over the weekend, one of the leading drug lords busted out of his prison, and his little toadies started riots within various facilities. In all, the riots have led to the hostage-taking of over 100 prison guards and various staff. In fact, you may have also seen some armed men from these various gangs take over a TV station at one point uh, on Monday. They held the TV presenters hostage while they made an assortment of demands. Police eventually arrived and arrested those armed thugs, but not before it shocked a whole bunch of people in the country of Ecuador. And those are the latest facts and data about the country of Ecuador this morning, which appears to be turning into a scene out of a movie, maybe like Mad Max. Well, anyway, let me pivot now to my analysis and opinion on how this will impact you. And let's start with something that you might not know. Last year, about 100,000 Ecuadorian illegal migrants crossed over our southern border, and that number will only grow. And that is because the Biden White House announced in October that they would make it easier for Ecuadorians to come here. Residents of that nation could come to the U.S. without a visa under something called humanitarian parole. And that is the program that Republicans want to limit, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, because they say that Mr. Biden is abusing his authority. Their argument is that he is importing more people from very dangerous places using this humanitarian parole. And according to them, that would include Ecuador, with an unknown number of people from that country who could be part of criminal or drug cartel networks that are currently taking over that South American nation. Those are folks we certainly would not want here. Well, the White House and Democrats, they disagree with that assessment, saying that they are only allowing into this country the good Ecuadorians, although it's not exactly clear how uh, these folks are good or how they are being vetted, if at all. So that is why, my friends, I remain very nervous about the next year in this country, and that is why the future of America, in my view, continues to head in that direction of instability. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, thank you. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, an equal thanks. We'll be right back. Well, folks, by now you know that some listeners like to call me the angel of death because apparently I deliver such bad news on this podcast. Well, if that's you and this podcast keeps you up at night, well, calm yourselves right back down and do so with a comfy bed from Ghostbed. <laughs> yep, it's a company that I think makes the finest mattresses in all of America. And y'all know that is true because I own one. I have the Lux model. That one is designed to help people like me who sleep a little bit hot. But they've got other great models too. There's the classic. Uh, there is the massage bed. That sounds fun. Plus, there's one called 3D Matrix. That sounds scary, but I still want one. It doesn't matter. Whatever model you choose from Ghostbed, just do it. These mattresses are built with high-quality materials, fine craftsmanship, and when you get into that ghost bed, you feel both of those things. And great news, you can get one of these mattresses delivered right to your doorstep. And if that makes you a little bit nervous, you know, to buy a bed without lying in it first, well, I get it. But ghost bed has already solved that problem. They have a 101-day trial period plus free shipping and returns. So folks, if Brian, the angel of death, scares you during the day, let Ghostbed protect you at night with a great night's sleep. And here's the best part. Get 50% off when you do. Go to ghostbed.com slash right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T. And 50% off your Ghostbed purchase will be given to you, my friends. But you got to use that website. Ghostbed.com slash right. 
Oh, boy, but when you do, you are going to get that good night's sleep that you deserve. I guarantee it. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our news this morning with a pivot towards global events. First up, the country of Poland is slipping into a degree of political chaos today with a presidential palace in that country raided by police. And that could impact both the war in Ukraine and our multi-billion dollar war packages of military hardware that has been sent to the forces in Kiev. So let's talk about what we know and let's start with a touch of history. About 15 years ago, there was a corruption case that involved two Polish conservative lawmakers, a man named Mr. Kaminsky and Mr. Wasik. They were later pardoned, but the legality of that pardon has long been debated by different legal bodies in Poland. A few months ago, there was an election where the conservative party lost to the liberals for control of the parliament, but the conservatives still held on to the office of the presidency. The bottom line with this election, well, it set the stage for liberals to try to get those two conservatives to be thrown in prison. And on Monday, a leftist back court ordered just that. The two had to report to jail. But that prompted the conservative president to give refuge to these two fellows inside the presidential palace. Well, the Polish police, at the demand of leftists, raided the palace and arrested the two conservatives. Well, that meant that the president of Poland, a fellow named Mr. Duda, well, it led him to be shocked, outraged, he said, and he promised to do whatever it would take to get those two men free. So those are the quick facts and data out of Poland this morning. Let me pivot out to my analysis and opinion, and let's talk about why this matters to you. And let's start with this. In September, the Biden White House announced that Poland would get a $2 billion loan to upgrade its military. It was a sweetheart deal, and it was reflecting the fact that Mr. Biden was increasingly using Poland to ship in billions of dollars of war material that eventually gets trucked or sent via rail into Ukraine. The loan also reflected the Pentagon's growing placement of U.S. troops in Poland, now numbering in the thousands, all in order to fight the Russians in the event that there is a war with Moscow. So those are the reasons for why this fight between the Polish conservatives and the liberals matters to all of us. It feeds the instability in a region that is, frankly, full of it already. And that is what I will be watching for. Plus, also this, I'm trying to get a better sense of who is really pushing this fight between the various political factions in Poland. And here's what I mean by that. I have some low-confidence assessments from my sources that liberals in Western Europe, in places like Berlin and Brussels, along with, frankly, some folks at the White House, they are trying to weaken the conservatives in Poland by supporting this latest raid on the presidential palace. So if we could call this, uh, well, something a little bit different, it's a, a slow-moving color revolution, much like we have seen in other parts of Europe and the Middle East. But more on that to come when I have some better intel. But in the meantime, let's keep our eyes on Poland. Some pretty big implications if things get a little bit astray. Finally this morning, some good news, thankfully, and it has to do with the AI revolution and maybe your health. But before we get to your health, let's start with a headline that prompted this good news. Researchers at Microsoft announced that they had used some artificial intelligence to comb through 32 million potential materials to come up with better candidates for batteries. And from these 32 million materials, they found 18 really good ones, with at least one that would reduce the need for lithium by 70%. 
and that is a big deal. As listeners might recall from the Dirty Green series that we did back in August, lithium is used in all sorts of batteries, from cars to your phones, and the mining can be a very dirty process. Plus, many of those lithium mines are located abroad, so needing less lithium would be very good. Better yet, researchers have already tested this new particular material, and it worked. The mini battery that they created lit up a little light bulb. Plus, here's the best part, at least in my view. The AI system that these researchers used allowed the folks at Microsoft, along with uh, one of the U.S. government's national laboratories, to find this new material in only 80 hours. And here's why that's incredible. To do the same thing with humans, well, it would have taken us 20 years to accomplish this same thing. As one scientist noted, the goal is to do this more often, to find more materials exactly like this, but to do so within only a few short years, rather a few centuries. And that is incredible news, as humanity needs all sorts of better materials for a bunch of different products, from building materials to packaging. And let me give you an example of why that latter category of packaging is so very important to you and your health. On Monday, researchers with Columbia and Rutgers University discovered that plastic water bottles, like those that you buy at the grocery store or at a gas station, those are filled with hundreds of thousands of tiny particles of plastic called micro or nanoparticles. And with every sip, you are filling your bodies with those tiny bits of plastic with unknown health consequences. In fact, neither the U.S. government nor the plastic industry have ever conducted any long-term studies on what this stuff does inside your body, although some studies are underway. But what we do know is that the nanoparticles in these plastic bottles are getting into human tissue. It's just unclear what that stuff does when it, once it gets inside of human cells. The researchers involved in this study said that their results, well, when they saw them, it caused them to cut back on their use of plastics in general, and especially that stuff uh, from the water bottles. Although, to be fair, the International Water Bottle Association disagrees. They say that this research is just scaremongering. But nevertheless, here's the point. AI could find plastic materials that would either be healthier or not leach as much, or maybe not at all. It means that just like the search for better batteries, AI can help us find better materials for all sorts of products like those water bottles. And that might just benefit your health. So that is the good news this morning. And I tell you, not a moment too soon, really. Seems like the world is falling apart. So it is nice to be reminded that something is going okay, and we will take it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. We are going to end on a good note today, a celebration of hope with that AI revolution news. But as ever, more news, both good and bad, will be coming to us tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.